0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala qala rabbi shahli sadri wayasirli yassir amri wahlul uqtata min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma zidina ilma All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Salawatullahi wa salamuhu Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. My beloved brothers in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he describes a group of people. And he describes this group of people with certain qualities and to be specific Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he speaks about eight qualities that these people possess or eight things that describes these different people with doing different actions and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he gives a great description and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he addresses these people he uses the word in the quran and he starts with the definition or the explanation and he says wal ladina and at the start of these descriptions or the seven to eight verses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses his slaves and as we know we are all the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we know that Allah has created us with one purpose and one purpose only many people When you would ask them, what is the purpose of life? Why were we created? And many a times we get all different types of answers. Some would say we were created to have a family. Some would say we were created to have a good job. Some would say we were created to explore the earth. Whatever it might be. But sometimes many of us, we forget to go back to the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. Because in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says and he explains why we were created. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ wal وَالْإِنسَ illa liyabudun." That I have not created mankind and jinkind except that they worship me. So that the purpose of creation, O oh slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that we worship Allah and that we worship Allah alone. So Allah subhanahu wa taala, towards the end of Surah al-Furqan, He explains and He describes certain people that does certain actions, and Allah subhanahu wa taala, He starts off. He starts off this verse and He says, "Wa ibadur Rahman." So now Allah subhanahu wa taala. He dresses, he slaves, and he says, "وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَنِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هُنَّ وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامَةَ." So yeah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, he starts off, verse number 63, Asuratul surah Al-Furqan, and Allah Azza wa Jalla he says, "وَعِبَادُ Rahman That the true slaves and the true servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the most compassionate, are Rahman, the one that has the most compassion. Sometimes we think that a mother, if one looks at a mother and one looks at the baby, then you will see that mother, the compassion that she has for this baby. And it is a compassion that no one can comprehend. It is a compassion that no one can truly understand except that mother and the baby. But know that Allah is more compassionate and has more mercy for his slaves than that mother has for her baby. So Allah says, وَإِبَادُ rahman illadina يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا that the true servants, the true slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those servants of the most compassionate, who are they? They are those who walk on the face of this earth humble. They walk on the face of this earth with humility. Now, sometimes we find, my beloved brothers in Islam, that because I have a good job, because I earn a lot of money, because my family comes from a certain part in the world I have greater status than the next person so I can speak to someone how I want to I can act with someone how I want to this is not part of Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the advice of Luqman was given to his son then Luqman tells his son that walk on this earth with humbleness and humility Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell him that you must be haughty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell him that walk with your chest up and walk boastfully. No. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that the servants of Allah are those who when they walk, that when they walk on this earth, they walk on this earth humbly. Another point under this that we need to understand, THAT SOMETIMES WE CONFUSE HUMBLENESS ALSO WITH JUST TRYING TO BE OR TO FOLLOW A PARTICULAR shaykh OR A PARTICULAR TARIQAH OR A PARTICULAR WAY. SO I WANT TO WALK IN A PARTICULAR WAY AND WHEN I SEE PEOPLE, I WANT TO GREET THEM WITH MY SHOULDERS UP. THIS IS ALSO NOT WHAT IS MEANT BY THIS VERSE, MEANING TO WALK HUMBLY, WALK UP STRAIGHT. If you read the Shama'il Muhammadiyah of Imam At-Tirmidhi, where he gathers all the ahadith of the characteristics and the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then you will find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he walked. He walked leaning a bit forward, not too fast, but not too slow. Sometimes we find people today because they think, this is humbleness. Then they want to walk extremely slow. They want to lower their necks in front of you. And they want to greet you like this. This is not part of the sunnah. And then the Prophet, um, O Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, وَإِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا الجاهلونَ And when the, foolish, when the foolish address them improperly, or inappropriately, or they mock at them, or they curse them, or they speak bad words to them. فَقَالُوا And then what do they say? قَالُوا سَلَامًا Then they say, Peace be upon you. So here, my beloved brothers in Islam, sometimes in life we need to choose our battles. You cannot be arguing with everyone. Sometimes you're going to have a Jahil مُرَكَّب a jail, this is an ignorant, a compounded ignoramus. He is someone that he thinks that he knows, but he doesn't know. So he thinks that I'm intelligent. He thinks that I know the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or whatever science it might be. But in the meantime, he's ignorant that he doesn't know, but he thinks that he knows. So someone like this comes to you. And he's always going to argue with you on anything. At times, it's best just to keep quiet. قَالُوا salama, And peace upon you, and leave it. Again, there's a flip side to the coin. That we have certain times people, they will tell you, just leave them. Allah says, salama, khataba umul jailuna, That when a giant speaks to you, then say, salama. No. Certain times, when it comes to example, to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the core values of Islam is been challenged, now you cannot say that no, this person is a jail, now I must keep quiet. Now you need to speak. So, this is why it's extremely important that we need to understand and we need to know our role as a Muslim. We need to know our role as Ibadul Rahman. As the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the roles is that I need to know when I defend the deen of Allah, then I need to speak. But when it's something personal, when it's something that it just affects me, it's not going to affect the deen of Allah, then many a times you can say to this jahil salama, peace upon you, and you walk away, and Allah knows best. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the next point now he describes. The person that stands up for Qiyamul Layl, he stands up for Salah during the evenings, evenings Maal Ikhlas, with sincerity. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, He now says at verse number sixty-four, "Walla yabituna li Lirabbim Sudjada Wa Qiyama." That they are those again. So this now, all these words, Walladina. Is all going back to who? It is all going back to Wa ibadu All going back to the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they are those Walladina yabitoona. Lirabfim sujjagan wa qiyama. That they are those who spend a good portion of the night prostrating themselves and standing. Before their Lord. So they are those who make qiyamul layl. Now, my beloved brothers, we need to understand something. If someone is making qiyamul layl, he's making tahajjud prayer, he's making the night prayer, then this means what? Then this means that he is making and fulfilling his five salawat, which is compulsive. So one cannot be making salatul tahajjud. I cannot be standing up 3 a.m. in the morning making salah to tahajjud, but I'm not making fajr salah. I oversleep for fajr salah, or I'm not making isha, or I'm not making maghrib. This does not make sense, right? O slaves of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if one is to be worshiping Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, but your salah in itself, your salah, your five daily prayer, is not in order, then how can you be making? How can you be making Salatul Tahajjud? So, this proves, and this is an important point, that in order to be of the Ibadul Rahman with regards to making night prayer, then you need to have your five daily prayers, which is far in order. And remember, on this topic of Salah, that Salah is the difference between a Mu'min, a Muslim, and a Kafir. Qala Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said Al-Ahdu alladhi bainana wa bainahum as-salah Faman tarakaha faqadah kafarah That the contract Between us Meaning the Muslims And the kuffar Isalah It is prayer Faman tarakaha faqadah kafarah And whosoever leaves off salah Faqadah kafarah He has disbelief. So, here's two points here that the ulama, they differ on. Some ulama say, and this is a valid proof, they say that if a person misses one salah, if he misses one salah for no valid reason, no shari' reason, he has left the fold of Islam. This is one opinion. Majority of the ulama, they say that, if a person, he makes Salah, then he doesn't make Salah, then he makes Salah, or he just goes to the Masjid for Eid, once a year, twice a year, or he just goes to the Masjid for Jum'ah, once a week, then they say is a major sinner, but he's not left the fold of Islam. As this Hadith, it, doesn't, it means that if he leaves Salah completely, and it does not mean that he makes one Salah and leaves off a Salah. But now, just to show you the importance of making salah and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now he explains and he says that the servants of allahu subhanahu wa ta'ala they are those يقولون, that they are those who when they pray they say ربنا. so they are those that when they pray jahannam. إِنَّ عَذَابَهَا كَانَ That they are those who pray and they say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they are those that make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they implore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, الْمُؤْمِنِ He said that dua, supplication, It is the sword of a mu'min. It is a sword of the believer. And dua, mukhul ibadah, says that dua is part of ibadah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when you make dua, you call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity, with ikhlas. So here we see that the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Rabbana. O oh my Lord, رَبَّ نَصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ إِنَّ عَذَابَهَا كَانَ He says that, O oh my Lord, keep the punishment of Jahannam. And we know, my beloved brothers, how severe the punishment of Jahannam is. So keep the punishment of Jahannam away from us, for its punishment is indeed unrelenting. It is certainly an evil place and a reside. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He describes the next point with regards to عباد الرحمن. And he says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ibadur Rahman, with regards to spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and giving in the path of Allah. And they say they are those who spend neither wastefully nor stingily, but they are extremely moderate in what they spend. My beloved brothers, we have two types of people in our society today. The first type of people is those. That they are boastful when they spend. They are extremely wasteful when they spend. And they show off. So for example, they have a wedding. And at this wedding, they need to try to impress people. They need to try to impress a certain group of people within the community. So what do they do? They start having a lavish wedding. They start having something which is totally out of their budget but they will borrow money from here, they will take out a loan from this bank, they will do this, they will do that, just in order to show someone or to have something boastfully. This is not part of Islam. Allahu azza wa Jal, as He says, He says, lam yusrifu." That those slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are they? They are those that when they spend, they do not have israf. And then the second group, Allah mentions and He says, وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ The second group is those people again, they are too stingy to spend. A call for the masjid has come, that the masjid needs to be renovated, the masjid needs to be fixed, carpets needs to be put in the masjid. He can't even give a 10 rand towards the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can't spend on his families. He's to sting to spend on his families. He's too stingy to spend on his friends. So Islam teaches us to be moderate, my beloved brothers. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, ummatan wasata That indeed, I've created you as a nation in the middle path. We are not a nation that is extreme on the one hand, and we're not a nation that is extreme on the other hand. And this goes for anything as a believer. Anything in your life, whether it is your prayer to Allah subhanahu wa taala, whether it is your love to your family, whatever it might be, that always take the middle path. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala, He addresses and He says, (laughs) "Walla dina la yaduuna ma'allayi ilaha n akhara, walla yakutuluna nafsa latti haram Allah illa bilhak, walla yaznuna wa mayyafal dalik yalqa athama." now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he addresses three groups of people and he says that the slaves the ibadur rahman they are those who do not invoke any other god besides allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they don't when they make dua they don't go to the grave they don't go to a particular person and they don't go and ask someone for assistance which only allahu can give but they are aware that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says in Surah Al-Baqara, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ إِبْدَاهِ أَنِّي فَأَنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ فَالْيَسْتَجِيبُونِ وَالْيُؤْمِنُونِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ. And Allah wa jal, He says that when my slave asks, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ Ibadi and if we just pause for a moment, and if you look in Surah al baqarah and a few other places in the Quran. You will see that a group of the Jews they came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they would ask him plus minus about 13 or 12 questions. I speak under correction, right? And from the questions they would ask the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Yas aluna ka anil ahilla, Yas aluna ka anil mahid, Yas aluna haram, And they asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam various questions. For example, Yas aluna ka anil ahilla. They asked him about the moon. Yas'aluna ka 'anil mahid they asked the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa about the menses of the females yas'aluna 'ani shahri al haram they asked him about fighting in the sacred months yas'aluna 'ani ruh they asked the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa about the ruh and every time the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say kul say au oh, muhammad and he would answer when he came to asking in allahu azza wa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say say O oh Muhammad, and answer them. Now the seerah changed, and like I recited the verse, when he says, Wa ibadi, and when my slave asks you, Wa ibadi anni fa' inni then say to my slave that I am close to him, Ujibu and say to him that I answer the call of the one that calls. My beloved brothers in Islam. You do not call and you do not call and make dua to other than Allah. You do not go to the graveyard, you do not go to pious people that they passed on, and you do not go to say call out to others that cannot help you. Our dua is to Allah and to Allah alone. So the verse carries on and says, la ma allahi And you cannot kill. You cannot kill and take someone's life except by the legal rights. And obviously time does not allow us to go into this much further. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then He says la And they do not commit fornication. They do not commit zina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely clear in the Quran where He says in Surah Ubani Israel zina," And do not go near zina. What does this mean? This obviously means that do not go to anything of the muqaddimatu to zina. Anything that's going to lead to zina is haram and the action of zina is haram as well. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَمَن يَفْعَلْ ذَٰلِكَ يَلْقَى أَثَامًا And whosoever does these evil actions, any of them, any of these they will face the penalty and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says now allah describes them and he says those that do these actions their punishment will be multiplied on the day of Qiyamah, and they will remain in it forever in disgrace and then allah says but what happens now if someone he commits wrong is there a way out for him or oh, what does he do? Allah says in the next verse: "Illa mantaba wa amana wa amila amalan salihah, faulayika yubadlulillah sehiatim hasanat." وَكَانَ اللَّهُ خَفِيُّ rahima. Now Allah Azza wa Jal, now he mentions and he says: "As for those who repent to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala." And now, my beloved brothers. The Prophet sallallahu wasallam, he said, He said that all the children of Adam, they are sinners. But the best of them is those who return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Know, my beloved brothers in Islam, that we are never too bad to turn back to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala he says inna Allah la yufriru ay yushrak bihi wa yufriru ma dhalik that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala that indeed Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala inna Allah la yufriru ay yushrak bihi wa yufriru ma dhalik that Allah forgives all sins except shirk Allah forgives all sins except shirk but even if someone has made shirk in this life and before he passes away, he turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him as well. My beloved brothers, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, more than 100 times a day he would seek and he would make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And as we know, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, خُفِرَ ma taqaddama min مِن wa ma that the Prophet, ﷺ, as Allah described him, he was ma'soom, like all the anbiya, he had no sins. But the Prophet ﷺ still, every day, turns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times a day seeking forgiveness. So, what about myself and yourselves? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, As for those who repent and they believe and they do good deeds, then they are the ones whose evil deeds will change into good deeds. For Allah is all-forgiving and all-merciful. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَمَنْ تَابَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابَ And whomsoever repents and does good has truly turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then He carries on and He says, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشَهَدُونَ الزُّرَ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِاللَّهُ مَرُوا And now Allah says, and those who do not bear false witness, they do not bear false witness, they do not bear false witness. What does this mean? Someone comes to me and they ask me, can you tell Fulan, can you tell such and such that I studied by you, for example? Or can you tell someone that I worked for you for one year? But you know he only worked for you for one month. So you write on that page that this brother Fulan, Ibn Fulan, so and so, he worked for me for one year. This is false testimony. The Prophet ﷺ, he warned us against this as well. The Prophet ﷺ, he warned us and he said, that whosoever cheats, he is not from us. And cheating is not just as some people think, you know, in an exam. What cheating can be, take place in various forms and ways. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he says, وَالَّذِينَ يَكُولُونَ Min مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا كُرْوَةَ عَيُنْ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا That they are those, the Ibadur Rahman, they are those who they say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they pray, O oh, our Lord, bless us with pious spouses and pious offsprings who will be the joy of our hearts and make us models for the righteous. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those that are married, that Allah subhanahu wa taala may grant him spouses that are coolness to the eyes and offspring that is coolness to the eyes as well. And for those that are not married, may Allah subhanahu wa taala grant you a pious spouse and offsprings. Bi idni taala. And the last verse, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, ulaika. So now after describing the ibadul Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa taala he says, ulaika yujazaun alghurfa bima sabaru wa فيها. Ay, so now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and it is they who will be rewarded with an elevated mansion in paradise for their perseverance and they will be received with salutations and greetings of peace. My beloved brothers in Islam, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us success in this world and the next. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure all those that are sick, all those that have passed away to grant them a high place in Jannah. Subhanahu wa wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa. Astaghfiru wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.